Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Pod Diva. Hello, you're listening to Pod Diva, and I'm Rachel Shelley. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. This week's Pod Diva is none other than Diva alumni Munro Bergdorf. That's right, Munro used to be a Diva columnist. All the best people are. With her new book, Transitional, just out, she took time, along with her dog Teddy to speak to Nick Crozara about finding queer joy on social media, the power of media representation, and reading Vogue in the loo. And when you finish listening to Pod Diva, go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine. Pod Diva. Yeah, thank you so much for talking with Diva today. My name's Nick, and I really loved your book. So powerful. I'm very excited to talk to you today. I guess a good place to start would be how do you feel in the lead up to um, transitional being about to come out into the world? I think I, I'm not really too sure. I think it's a mixture of excitement and also, I guess, a little nervous just because. Sorry, two seconds, just my okay. dog's barking. Two seconds. Sorry. Uh, she's like the worst guard dog ever. Uh, um like I'm very excited but also a little bit nervous just because I don't really share you know details about like my private life that often you know the intricate details of difficult situations that I've been in in the past so it's like a very very vulnerable book but I'm excited because I feel like it's going to give the opportunity for other people who who have gone through some similar things to feel you know, seen and less isolated in those occurrences and in the feelings that come after them. So often, like, black and queer people can have, like, our narratives taken away from us. What was, like, important to you when it comes to, like, having control over your own story in this form? Well, I think having con- complete control over my story is the, is the most important thing, just because, you know, having had quite a rocky history with the, the British press and, you know, people making up like misrepresenting who you are or I think it's very easy to make assumptions about people through the press and I think you know when you're sharing such vulnerable details you really want that complete control so that you can say things in your own words without you know a a journalist or a writer as the middle person so it, it really means everything for me to be able to like tell my story in my words and also to, you know, to revisit it because I'm a very different person than who I was when a lot of these things were happening. So I guess in a way it really gave me an opportunity to heal because I'm coming at it from a different place and to see these things really for what they are rather than 
how they made me feel. So like towards the end of the book you describe wanting to show the world what a woman like you can do is like a form of activism in itself. Would you be able to tell me a little bit more about this? I think it's really about the fact that trans people especially are really talked about within the press, within government, within so many institutions as a hypothetical or an idea. And we're not talked about as in, as if we're actual human beings who are, are capable of achieving things that have absolutely nothing to do with our gender identity. I think, I mean, it's, it's testament to the fact that trans people aren't even offered to the table really um, in government to be forming policy on our own healthcare or our own well-being. That isn't even talked about within government. So I think the impact that trans people can have on the world is often sorely underestimated. Like we're not even trusted to be the authority on our own lives. Um, It's cis people that decide what is best for trans people. And, you know, we're not we're not seeing that in other um, sections of society. Like we know that it's wrong for men to be forming policy on women's lives. We know that it's wrong for white people to be the authority on what it means to be anti-racist or to be leading the charge in that. It really needs to be down to marginalized people to be the ones that are changing things for the better for us. When I say that I want to show the world what a woman like me can do, I mean, I want to be part of that change. I want to show people an alternative way of approaching issues that affect my community and how we should be the authority on our lives. I think it's, it's completely ridiculous that still transphobic people are being seen as the authority on trans lives you wouldn't go to a white supremacist and ask them to debate a um, black person on television but yeah trans people are continuously put in the position of being um, expected to debate our um, existence with people that actively want to erase us from the planet what i mean is that i want to change the narrative I want to open doors for other people in things that have absolutely nothing to do with being trans, inspire future generations to do the same. You know, it's really limitless. I I, I want the world to see um, trans people as limitless rather than limited. Amazingly said. And and you spoke about like future generations there. This interview will be part of our um, LGBT plus history month issue. So with that in mind, what do you hope LGBTQA people of the future learn from like this moment in history? I think that this moment in history is really going to stand out um, when it comes to trans rights, because like with any liberation movement, when rights are on the verge of being gained or public acceptance is on the verge of being gained, there is always pushback. And we've seen this time after time, whether it be in the 80s, the response to to gay people. I mean, obviously that was assisted with um, using HIV and AIDS as as a modality to uh, suppress the community. But what came after that was increased acceptance and increased equality you know there was a civil war before slavery was ended and I really feel like at the moment we're kind of following a similar trajectory where public acceptance is increasing 
but the government still need an escape goat. They need someone to villainize. They need, you know, that culture war to stoke. I mean, we even saw with, you know, the public consultation that the Conservative government um, ran and then decided to ignore because it was the public were too in favour of trans rights. I think any time that a marginalised community that pre- has been exposed to prejudice is increasing in public support, there will always be a pushback. So I think that people are going to see that this was really a time of breakthrough. Visibility and representation is on the up. I believe that public acceptance is on the up, even if hate crimes are also on the up. I think that that hate crimes is a failing of government, that when a community is more visible but less protected, of course, it's going to be a target on our back. And I think it's down to the government to be protecting its citizens, and they're not. But I don't necessarily think that that is a, a direct indication of the public not accepting trans people. I think that there's generally more acceptance than there used to be an acceptance and understanding. We've got a very long way to go, but I think that we are more cohesive as a community than we've ever been. Yeah, I've never thought of it in that way. I think in a lot of ways, things are really very, very bad. You know, there's so many anti-LGBT, specifically trans policies that are attempting to be passed, especially in America. But I think we really need to separate government from population and the way that the population thinks is often dictated by the government but we need to look about where that misinformation is coming from and it's coming from the media and the government and I don't think that the media and the government can be trusted in so far as what the public think I mean if we took that approach then we would believe that everybody still wants Brexit and that everybody is happy with the Tories. It's, you know, I I think that we need to really read between the lines and understand that there's a lot of hostility, but not all of it is as it is presented to be. Last year, you were the first trans woman to be on the cover of Cosmopolitan. Um, You've also became the British Vogue's new contributing editor. What did both of these moments mean to you? Honestly, I, it it just it it means a lot because I I would never have ever believed that I would be able to achieve those things because I mean they're they're huge things to achieve whoever you are you know regardless of whether or not you're trans or or cis it's their their dreams it means a huge amount that I have so much support from the fashion industry and you know that's been my dream since I can think back I mean just to work in fashion not even to you know be a contributing editor at British Vogue but you know I used to read Vogue when I was in the toilets at school because I had no friends and now I'm you know writing for it so that means an, an incredible amount and you know to be the first trans woman on the cover of British Cosmopolitan equally incredible just because I get to represent my community. Magazine covers are not just magazine covers. It's it allows people to feel like they can see themselves reflected in, I guess, publications that really form a narrative of beauty, of um, what is on trend, what is acceptable, what is, I don't know, I feel like magazines, they set a tone when people feel like they are reflected or when people can't see themselves reflected I think that that makes a notable imprint you know not seeing any black 
models on the cover of magazines during the 90s and early noughties made a significant impact on, you know, the way that I saw beauty. I think it's the same thing when you don't see any trans women on the covers of magazines and then noticeably seeing that change now means that, you know, transness is beautiful and like we don't need magazine covers to to acknowledge that. But I think for a lot of people, it's, you know, a subconscious thing as well. And I think we, we deserve to be seen. Definitely. And where do you go to nurture or find trans joy? Pod Diva. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think that's one of the upsides of social media is that we are all so much more connected than we used to be. And, you know, we couldn't see each other in the past. And I think that that was such a, an effective tool of our oppression is that, you know, the, the community was so fractured. We didn't really understand how varied we are as a community as well. I mean, all of the different kinds of um, experience of transness 
um, is one of the most beautiful things about our community is that, you know, gender identity is as unique as we are. Just being able to see so many different kinds of trans people on social media, just, you know, doing stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with being trans, just like catching jokes or, um, you know, hanging out with friends or being in nature and just doing very normal things is one of the most joyful things because if this world kind of had its way or if the media and the government had its way, then, you know, we wouldn't be able to see that because the narrative that's being painted in the media is that being trans is one of tragedy or one of a medicalized existence. And, you know, we are so much more than our bodies and we're so much more than tragedy. We've got so much to offer. And it's just really, really lovely to just see people winning or just being on social media. It feels very like less isolating in our experiences knowing that there's so many different kinds of trans people out there um social media can be like a really great tool for social change and places like twitter can be very transphobic and how do you care for your own mental health while using these platforms for your work i've significantly reduced my presence on social media just because originally it was really just because of the bullying on twitter and i just kind of really had a talk with myself and I was like why am I feeding this machine that I don't really get anything out of I just feel like I have to be on Twitter because everybody else is surely it's much better for me if I make social media work for me rather than I work for it and I think a lot of people feel like they have to be doing certain things in order to be seen as relevant or in order to be seen as present or um, engage, you know, engagement and virality seem to be some of the most important things to some people. And especially that's magnified when social media is your job. But I don't know, I kind of miss a life. I miss, you know, the world in a, in a lot of ways before social media and like feeling connected to a moment and feeling like I'm fully present, not feeling like I have to take my phone out of my pocket in a moment to remember it when I could just remember it and remember how it makes me feel. So I think I'm less present on social media because I really want to feel like I'm living rather than I'm trying to capture me living or document a moment when I could just be in the moment. So that's the reason why I'm, you know, less, less present. But I don't know, I think just as long as you make social media work for you rather than work for it, and it's not having a negative impact on your mental health and that you're conscious about how it's making you feel, then, you know, use it however you want, but just be mindful about how you do. I also wanted to talk to you about your podcast. I was wondering what hosting the podcast has taught you and also if you have a dream guest. Hosting my podcast has made me realize that podcasting is really hard. It's, you know, especially when you're hosting a podcast that um, you're holding space for people to open up about significantly emotional and vulnerable subject matter. It really kind of made me feel very responsible for, you know, providing a safer space and for making sure that my guests feel seen and heard and that, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that there was no gotcha moments. I didn't want any sensationalism. I just wanted people to feel like they could share. And I feel like we did that really, really successfully. My dream guest, I would have to say probably Meghan Markle. I think that what she's going through is is really nuanced and complicated. In a lot of ways, it's oversimplified. 
I think that there's definitely nuance to the situation. I mean, she's obviously, you know, talked a lot about the situation in itself, but I think I'd like to talk to her about, you know, the emotional impact of being seen as so polarizing and how, how she kind of like finds her joy, how she goes about her day, despite people really attempting to write her narrative for her. I think it's really important that everybody is able to, you know, stand in their truth. And I think when you are subject to such intense media scrutiny, that truth gets taken away. And so I think more platforms for people who have had their truth taken away is always a good thing. To steal a question that you often ask your guests on your podcast, can you remember the first thought you had this morning? The first thought that I had this morning, can I get away with another 15 minutes in bed? (laughs) (laughs) Very relatable. (laughs) Um, But also, I mean, I'm just thinking about this book nonstop. I'm just, you know, thinking about how best to connect it with people. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting out on tour and hearing what it means to other people, because like a lot of the things that I talk about in the book I've really held immense shame over and it's only now being you know 36 years old and looking back to things that I felt ashamed of when I was in my teens or when I was in my you know early 20s it's really good to let go of that I really want this book to really help other people let go of that shame and you know just be like the way that you respond to trauma isn't always right you need to forgive yourself and you need to look at situations from a different standpoint rather than just continuing on a domino effect of um, allowing what has happened to you to become your own narrative so yeah I'm very excited about going out on tour and hopefully getting into the hands of some people who just need the encouragement what did you think of the book yeah I really I found it healing for myself I I definitely resonate with like a lot of the shame and holding space to like forgive yourself and also to forgive others I'm also quite interested to hear how people who aren't trans will will also react to it yeah no I, I think so too I think that the thing with oppression is that it's really just the same thing isn't it it's just people using difference in a way to marginalize or people using identity that's a minority in order to marginalize and like the way in which it's done is different but the way in which it makes us feel is the same so I think that those feelings are what I really want to plug into and that you know we're all human nobody's identity or whatever makes us different should be used against us it should be seen as a as something that unites us rather than separates. Yes, perfect time for it to come out as well because it's a new year, um, shifting your yeah your perception of everything. I love it. It's perfect timing. I hope so. I hope so. Well, I'd love speaking with you today. And is there anything else that you'd like to address that we haven't touched on yet? No, I'm just really looking forward to yeah people reading it and hearing people's feedback. Really, thank you so much. I was going to ask earlier, but what's your dog's name? Oh, I've got three. I've got one called Teddy. That was Teddy who was on screen. My cats are called Gigi and Marsha. <laughs> and my other dogs are called Luther and Harry. I'm so jealous of the amount of animals in your home. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing as long as I'm like on the ball. I don't really drink or like party anymore. <laughs> I just recovering from New Year's Eve because obviously everybody parties New Year's Eve and just having the New Year's Eve hangover with them. I was like, this is why new mums don't drink <laughs> because it's so hard. I just found it so incredibly hard herding five animals around the house. I found it hard enough to look after myself on the first day. <laughs> 
it's good baby training though. So when I do have a kid, it'll be less of a shock, I'm sure. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva, queers for your ears, in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.